0: In today's podcast, we feature an episode from PayNet with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Suhaiba Neal, an industry innovator, business entrepreneur, and fellow contractor fight coach. They describe Suhaiba's concept for building and sustaining business procedures, as well as why doing so is critical for any construction business owner. This episode is sponsored by Bayer and Federated Insurance welcome to paint Ed my name is Torlando
1: I am your host guys I uh, am so excited to be here today got a great show um, what I'm really really excited about is and I'll say that I'm, I'm coming back you guys I'm coming back to the trades I this last this week in fact I went to my secretary of State registered a business craftsman painter it's my new brand I'm back. I couldn't, I couldn't stay out of it. You could take the painter out of the business, but you can't take the business. No, I don't know how that works. But you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. So now, now, mm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so excited to be back. And uh, and I'm just, I'm hitting the ground running, I'll tell you what. Um, today, I have Suhai Benel on the show. And... Uh, you know, she has been in the industry for a long time, run a family business, um, uh, very knowledgeable on the business side of things, the system side of things. She's working with Tom Reber now and uh, is uh, has, a, has a little practice where she's helping contractors sort out their affairs. Uh, and so I'm super excited for this show. Before we begin, I got a couple announcements. Um, of course, if you want to watch this episode of uh, Paint Ed on video... Uh, go to PCAPaintEd.org and download Overdrive, PCA Overdrive. It's uh, $5.99 a month for non-members. It's free if you're a PCA membership, um, and that's only like $20 or $30 uh, more a month. Um, you get 500 hours of bonus content, video content, educational content that's going to help you run and manage your business. And I'll tell you what, if you are looking for folks to hire, I recommend that you pop over to jobs.pcapainted.org and list your job posting. There is an actual live job board that you can use to list your jobs. And if you leverage the power of the platform Viva HR, you can expand that job post to over 50 different job boards. Um, I've been talking to contractors a bunch this last week and've ha- I've talked to a handful of them who are uh, using Viva HR to write their posts and they're getting good candidates, two three hires, uh, solid people. Uh, you know one guy said he's getting 20 candidates a, a month and able to you know kind of have his pick of the litter. So I uh, highly recommend that. Um, now the PCA also, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the PCA offers, an Ask a Peer uh, network where you are able to ask a handful of people in the industry who are, who are listed on that uh, network. You can, you can grab a time with them and ask them any kind of question that you have about your business if you're trying to get unstuck. And in fact, uh, I happen to be on that list. Uh, look, as we're going to talk about today, uh, running a business is difficult. Um, you, you get swamped with the, with the day-to-day stuff that you have to do. Uh, you, a lot of times you feel like if you could just duplicate yourself that, you know, maybe you'd be able to handle all this stuff, but, but you can't always, you can't always duplicate yourself and, uh, you just got too much on your plate. I get it. It's really hard to work on the business when you have so much stuff going on in the business, right? We hear that a lot. You got to work on the business instead of in the business. But who has time for that nobody <laughs> it's so hard uh, to, to grab that time well let me tell you what with the ask a peer network uh, we're gonna grab that time and uh, this is uh, this is gonna be a work session okay we'll work on your business um, you can grab a free spot ask a peer session with me at hakes.digital that is the website hakes.digital um, this is not coaching it's not consulting it's just doing so go on to hakes.digital and grab a time with me i'd love to chat with you um so suhaiba she is uh she is a systems and operations wizard i'll tell you what i mean she knows uh paint systems inside and out she's she's growing up with it you know running the family business uh she's she was born in this and uh when i was talking to her before the you know before the show um we were just talking about how difficult it is to realistically scale um, a paint, a painting business. Um, as I've been talking to contractors this last week, um, you know, I've got, I had conversations with people that are just getting stuck, you know, uh, they're sometimes, some of them are stuck just themselves and, and they can't figure out how to, how to make those hires that are going to stick. They keep training up guys and losing them because they're trying to bring in apprentices. And, you know, these apprentices don't, you know, they don't know anything about the field and they don't, know if they want to stay in it and so they, they train them and lose them and then they're, they're back to square one. I got guys that I talked to who are, uh, you know, sitting at eight, ten guys and, and they're trying to figure out how to get themselves out of the project management or the sales or one or both or either. You know, it's really difficult to figure out how to overcome those steps and uh and i always say that there's you know you you look at the ones and threes of business the mile markers are you you, you, if you're just starting out you got to get to that first hundred thousand dollars as fast as you can and then from there you try to get to your uh to three hundred thousand well the things that were working at one hundred thousand uh aren't going to be working at three hundred thousand so you got to develop new new systems and new processes and then you want to go from three hundred thousand you want to try to get to a million that's the that's the next one well, the systems and processes that you used at 300,000 are not going to serve you well at a million and so on with 3 million and 10 million and beyond, you have to adapt and change and grow. And I'm so glad to have uh, Sahiba on because she's going to help us out with that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on Sahiba. Hello. Hey, Sahiba, how you doing? Good, and you? Good, good. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to match your energy, Sahiba. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: all good. So, that's all I'm like the calm, peaceful. I always tease that I'm the coach that tells everyone to slow down. A lot of coaches are like, "Put your foot on the gas and just go, go, yeah. go," and I'm like, "Let's slow down for a minute, and yeah. you know, kind of yeah. take a deep breath, and then we'll go from there." So good to be here, though.
1: Yeah, and thank well, you well, for the you intro. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Slow. Sometimes I need to slow down. I mean, I just, uh, I just go, 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 and uh, yeah. My my fiance, she tells me the same thing. You got to exercise a little caution here. You know, <laughs> step back and think for a second. Okay, that's go. a good idea. So, uh, so to tell us a little bit about um, your background in the in the paint industry. Uh, you know, and and how you kind of came into this like systems work.
2: Yeah, so my dad started the business before I was born. My claim to fame is that I'm a little younger than the business. And I mm-hmm. tease, I painted my first door at five. It was not on the hinges. It was leaning up against the garage outside. And I kind of mm-hmm. remember having the brush and the paint and the hat on my head. Um, but, you know, the business started in the house. He had his office there. So i kind of been around it my whole life. Uh, went off to college, went into something else originally worked for the Sixers for five seasons, which was a whole lot of fun. Oh. Um, and then decided it was time for a shift. And at some point I kind of knew I'd end up in the business. Um, yeah. and so Oh five is when I joined the family business. The goal was to come in at the bottom and work my way up and his office manager retired. So I kind of got thrown in the deep end,
1: <laughs> ah, yeah.
2: um, with a lot of responsibility up front pretty quickly. And um, for me, and I didn't realize this originally, and the reason the kind of the consulting took a while was just figuring out what your gift is can be a little bit tricky sometimes, um, yeah, especially yeah. when it's not super tangible. Um, you know, so like my daughter's a great artist, so that's easy to identify that that's her gift. For me, right. mine is like systems and processes and right. piecing things together. So it took me a little while to figure that out, but essentially, yeah. I've created all the systems that I needed for the things that I did so that I didn't have to try to remember everything. And then I expanded that to other areas of our business. And now 18 years later, you know, and we are on the larger side for residential painting, um, which I Mm -hmm. didn't realize until, you know, someone pointed it out to me in a Sherwin-Williams survey that most painting companies, you know, I think the average painting company is a guy and a helper maybe. And if you get to 10 on the residential side, at least that's considered big, Um, you know. So for us being at 35, you know, on the residential side, Is a pretty big company to handle. And, you know, like you were saying, the growth and the changes that are needed to continue to do that successfully, um, Mm -hmm. they're different along the way. And, you know, those I call them step changes. Um, So, having kind of a plan and and a process for navigating that a little more successfully and a little less chaotically is where the consulting came in. Also, a lot of encouragement from peers in the industry, a lot of PCA. Years sure. that became friends told me you have to share that with the rest of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't keep
2: that to yourself. So now, so, what I've done, you know, for us in our business to help grow and scale and maintain that consistency. Um, yeah, I hope. Yeah. others so when you do that as when well. you
1: uh, you know look back at when you when you got back into your dad's business and you, you, know, you had the operations manager, uh, you know, retire. I'm sure she handed you, you know, a stack of files and said, "Here you go." Um, what was the what was the state of the, uh, you know, I don't want to assume that there was chaos happening, but I kind of, I mean, when you get thrown to the wolves like that, it feels a little chaotic. What, what did it feel like when you first jumped in?
2: Um, a little bit overwhelming. I am, I always tease too, I'm the eternal student. Both of my parents were teachers for 30 mm-hmm. plus years, so if I'm going to do something new, I'm either going to go take a class and learn, or I'm going to ask somebody that went before me, you know, what are some tips and tricks and things to look out for. So for me, um, I, and I like structure and kind of having Mm -hmm. some consistency to, to things and systems. It's funny. The story I always tell is the first year that I kind of managed the backside of the business and had to do all the prep for the accountant for taxes Nobody told me you had to itemize your credit card receipt every time it came in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thankfully, we only had one credit card. Now Mm -hmm. we we have a couple more than that. And so I had to go back through 12 months worth of credit card receipts and line item itemize everything so that all was, you know, together and ready for the accountant. So that was the first system I remember creating is the tax checklist. This is all Mm -hmm. the things I need to do. Um, Because the other thing that happens is you only do it once a year.
1: Yeah, right. I'm
2: not going to remember next year with well, the ten things that I did last year to get the right, right, right. taxes ready for the accountant. So that was right. my first big aha as I made this checklist, and now every year when it's time to do the taxes, I print it out, I go down, I check everything off, I put it together, I hand it off to him, and I'm good to go. So for right. me, um, having something I can refer back to is eliminates the stress of did I forget something. So right. essentially in all of the areas of the business that I was responsible for, I created my own system. So I handle the marketing and the HR and payroll and finance. And then once I kind of got that under control, what other areas of the business can we systematize a little bit better? Um, right. And as we grow so that we have that consistency across all of the areas of the business, I tell, um, one of my goals in the consulting as well is to simplify everything as much as possible. So like yeah. you said, in the intro, running a business, it's like, you know, twenty four seven, three sixty five, 365. And it feels like there are a million things that you always have to, like, be on top of. And what I've right. done, um, also because I'm in the painting world, I'm very visual, so I have a lot of diagrams mm-hmm. that I've mm-hmm. created. There are essentially six areas to a painting company or any service-based business, as I like to yeah. call them. And if you can kind of compartmentalize that, oh, I only have these six things to focus yeah. on and not six million things to focus right. on, it makes it a little bit easier to say, what does my week need to look like? What does my month need to look like? What does my quarter need to look like? So I can reach my year end goals. Um, Like I said, I did that for us. Um, And what I found is the more you do it, the more it just becomes second nature and habit. So for me now with the marketing, I make up a monthly game plan every month of what needs to happen and I put my deadlines on it. But it's almost like second nature because I've done it for so many months in a row that right. I don't have the piece of paper. It literally is still in my office in the office. I have a big whiteboard that I can see from my desk that has my checklist mm-hmm. on it.
0: Mm-hmm. But it
2: can go from my head to the checklist pretty quickly because I've done right. it so many times. So that's yeah. the goal is systematizing things so that you can just repeat them and not be stressed about, did I remember this? Did I forget that? And, you know, does this guy know what he's supposed to be doing? Does this gal know what her role is? So that was the goal is to get yeah, for sure. Kind of, when you have fourteen crews going, if they're not all working off of the same system,
1: yeah, it's
2: definitely chaotic.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, you talk a lot about this idea of organic growth with a strategic mindset, and that there's kind of this, this staged, you know, these stages that you go through when you're trying to build these systems that, you know, at first it kind of starts, uh, you know, yeah, organically, maybe you're just trying to figure out what works and, and you, you know, stuff kind of becomes muscle memory. And then, uh, and then the next thing, you know, you, you, you figure out, but that becomes difficult because if you got everything up here in your head and it's all muscle memory, then that becomes a little hard to train. So, so what's the plan in order to have this organic growth, but, to be strategic about it what's what are some of the first things that we got to do
2: so i like to tease that if you're really good at what you do your your business will grow naturally because Mm -hmm. word of mouth gets out people know that you have a good reputation and you're kind of automatically going to grow naturally so that's kind of the organic side of all of it um Mm -hmm. and like you said i think a little bit in the intro the in versus on has to Mm -hmm. shift as you get bigger Um, and you do have to be able to delegate certain things if you're going to continue to scale your business successfully. So when you're small and like I said, that natural evolution of the business, and I have a full blog post about it, I think I also have a video. So I have a video series I do called three and three. I think I've done both because some people like video and some people like to read, um, Mm -hmm. about the natural evolution and how the good news is, is that almost every business goes through it. Um, it's a matter of kind of identifying what phase you're in and then making the time to move out of the one phase into the next phase. So it's three stages. One is common sense. So most of us are painters. Like, you know, my dad started the business kind of in the summer because he needed down payment for the house. I grew up in him and a couple of yep. friends started painting, you know, you get the brush, you learn what you're doing, your basic mm-hmm. tools. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you work your way through the neighborhood. And in his case, he realized actually there was a need for a really good high end reputable residential painter where we live. So he decided to keep the business going. Um, But then at a certain point, as you get bigger, that whole common sense, just doing what works, you know, if you're only doing a couple Mm -hmm. of jobs Mm -hmm. here and there, you know, if you're doing one job at a time, it's easy to kind of start close it down, get paid, and then move to the next one. Once you're starting to right. manage, you know, five jobs or 10 jobs at a time, you know, staying on top of all of that gets a little bit more difficult. And that's when you move into what's called brute force,
0: mm-hmm, right? you know, where you're mm-hmm. kind of just
2: like pushing through or you're pushing the rock up the hill and you're still yeah. operating out of that common sense from your head. But yeah. there's a little bit too many moving parts for it to be clean and clear and successful at that point. Um, yeah, so yeah the for thing sure. Is,
0: to when I
1: was, uh, sorry, when uh, when like, I was at expo, uh, I, I dropped into Zach Kenny's uh session and he was like, I used to be the king of throwing more hours at stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah. if I need something done, the, hey, I got time, let's you know, let's just throw more hours at it. And, th- and that's what this brute force is, is people it just is. putting more time and running harder, and and uh, well, you just end up running out of gas.
2: You do. And so like I said, the key is kind of identifying and it's really easy to move into brute force, but you have to identify that that's where you are to move out of it successfully. Um, And so the final phase is what we refer to as best practices. So that's where you have systems and processes, really clear roles and responsibilities for everyone and delegation opportunities. So in order to, when you were talking about the one and the three, to break Mm -hmm. that $1 million ceiling, you really have to have a team. You're going to need somebody in the office and you may need somebody, either an extra estimator or salesperson or a production manager overseeing the field. But if all of your systems and processes are in your head as the business owner, mm-hmm. how do you successfully hire and onboard and delegate some of these other things so that you can build, you know, your business and scale your business yeah. successfully. So that's the goal of getting through the natural evolution of the business and getting to that place where, you're not doing everything anymore. I know somebody was telling me the other day, if you could clone yourself, you know, you'd be, (laughs) (laughs) you know, be unlimited, the possibilities, but it's just not realistic. So yeah, being really clear and intentional about what your goals are and then crafting a plan. Like I said, the strategic part is thinking about it ahead of time. So I think so many of us are just in, 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 in all day long. And if you, like I said, my thing is like kind of hit pause and, uh, there's a quote, the fastest way to get something done is to slow down. So Uh, when you hit pause and take a look at where do I want to be at the end of this year? And then, you know, kind of reverse engineer what needs to happen to get there. And then you kind of have a plan in place so that you're kind of working towards something and you're not just that hamster on the wheel, just running, 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 I think helps to calm the chaos and set you up to scale more successfully and a yeah, little less so, stress involved, hopefully.
1: Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that makes so much sense. Cause I do think that people just, uh, I think that, that, that is, you're, you're absolutely right about all this. I mean, people, cause it's a, it's a painting company, you know, and, and when it's small, it's, it's pretty simple and you're in control and, you know, you just kind of look at what's in front of you and you, you, you try to solve the, the problem that's in front of you and, and it, it does take common sense. I mean, it takes practice to get skilled at, at things. And, you know, when you have issues, you know, that's when that's when you make a new plan, you know, of action like, oh, well, the homeowner didn't like that. I did that, you know, so, you know, I'm not going to do that again. We'll do it a different way. And, and you do you kind of have that common sense aspect of it. And but like even when you get there and then, like you said, just having um you know just being at at all good at what you do that just leads to more work because the reputation builds and so you really do have to start brute forcing your way through these things um but how do we make that transition from go 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 to being able to start systematize because here's how i see the, the idea of productivity i mean Common sense will get you a lot, a lot, a long way and you get more efficient, you know, with your own time. But the thing is, is like when you when you get more efficient on something, let's say something took you an hour and now it takes you half an hour. Right. Well, you just fill that second <laughs> half hour with something else that you don't know how to do. And then, you know, and so you just keep cramming things into your life yeah. to be more productive. But then you just you but you're never not too busy. You right. know, so how do we how do we make that transition to, to establishing those best practices so that we are able to slow down?
2: And I think the thing that happens, too, especially in our industry, is most business owners started with a brush in their hand. Like they, yeah. you know, I think very few painting contractors went into business thinking, I want to sit behind a desk all day. You know, they were right. actually in the field doing the work. So it is a little bit of a mental mind shift to, like, change your perspective of the doer to the, the kind of the overseer um, mm-hmm. and makes you feel any better. Most entrepreneurs are high D's and high I's on the disc profile. So like mm-hmm. thinking about systems and structure and processes and consistency, the uh, like the SC part of the disc profile
1: oh, yeah. doesn't yeah. really
2: come naturally to them. Um, and so like I said, that's kind of where I come in with, Finding somebody, you know, whether it's a peer that's, you know, you have a relationship with or somebody in PCA industry that, you know, is mm-hmm. in the business longer than you have. I tease, I used to be the youngest and the only woman in the room when I started. <laughs> now, I do not yeah. say that anymore. One is a good thing when, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, joys of getting older right so you know connecting with somebody that's been at it longer than you that can kind of be a yeah. mini mentor potentially or you know like you said in my case that's my specialty is systems and processes but kind of realizing that okay i need help with this and then mm-hmm. seeking out a potential solution you know like you said asking yeah. somebody who's been there done that like except for me 18 years you know um yeah. and I, he's like everybody thinks, oh john you are painting i'm like yeah no we had our ups and downs too you know and it was yeah. actually interesting i was kind of Excited to sit on the Failing Forward panel at Expo this past year because Mm -hmm. everybody just hears, you know, they see the, the, you know, the bright, shiny lights of, you know, having this big, you know, successful second generation business. But we went through all these growing pains as well. Um, So I've like been there, done that, lived through it all. And I think that helps in kind of identifying and, you know, connecting with other people that are going through it. So it's not just somebody... Standing up there telling you, you know, you oh, right. sure I can help you, kind of thing. It's like, no, I've lived it. And so I can tell yeah. you what works <laughs> and I can tell you what really doesn't work either. Um, yeah. But I also think, and I always tell people this as well. You really have to find your own sweet spot. So identifying really what kind of business you want to have in terms of size and revenue and how many hours, like you said, it's going to take for you to operate it, um, mm-hmm. and where you're going to be comfortable in, in terms of what like, lifestyle you want to live. So you know, not everybody needs to be a $5 million company or a $7 million company or a $10 million company to meet their goals and their dreams. But yeah. really figuring out what makes the most sense for you and then how do I... Um, create a structure that's sustainable. So that's the other thing. Brute force is not sustainable. You know, if you're running like that over and over again, year after year after year, you know, that's when you run into burnout. So kind of, like I said, hitting the pause button, taking Mm -hmm. a look at, ooh, okay, this is where we are. This is where we want to be. And let's build that bridge to, I call them step changes, to kind of slowly but surely get to that final destination is the goal.
1: yeah. So how do you, how do you create your systems? I mean, are you just, are you trying to find softwares that fit the mold? Are you, you know, writing things down on paper? How do you, how do you take that stuff that's muscle memory and and turn it into something that you can actually just process?
2: So for me, and I always tell people that you got to do a brain dump. So start Mm -hmm. with, you know, a pad of paper and a pen. Um, I think computers are great eventually, but sometimes you just have to get it out of your head first. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when I work with people, I have tools and templates. And like I said, it could be as simple as a Word document or an Excel spreadsheet. I don't think, I think sometimes people think systems and they think it has to be complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and the goal is to make it as simple as possible. And I always tease, I have a blog about this too, like checklists. I feel like get a bad rap. I'm like, who needs Mm -hmm. a checklist? But they actually completely eliminate the stress of delegation because you know, when you handed it to me that everything was on there. And I know when I take it from you that as long as it's clear, I can follow these instructions and finish the task successfully. And now there's no stress involved in it. So, you know, even something as, you know, a job start checklist, if you don't have one, it's in your head, you know, you get it on paper, you review it with all of your crews, see if you're missing anything. And then you agree that, okay, this is how we start every job. Now there's consistency across right. the field, and you know, Mrs. Smith is getting the same treatment as Mrs. Jones, and you're not getting this erratic kind of you know right. Um, right. experience from customer to customer. So really, I actually um, for me at all, the reason my business is called the full circle business is because I mm-hmm. created a circle and yeah. it connects, you know, it starts with advertising and marketing and how you get, you know, your leads in the door originally anyway. And it mm-hmm. goes through that on the first call and the estimate and the sale and scheduling and production. Then you've got billing and collections and you've got customer satisfaction. And then finally the follow-up and referral. And you mm-hmm. just repeat that with every customer. So what right. I like to help people do is make sure they have a script for the phone that covers everything they really want to know. Because at some point in order to grow and scale, you can't answer your phone all day long and right, manage right. the field and, process, you know, and meet with customers to sell jobs. So you're going to have to delegate some things. And usually that's the first hire people make is somebody to sit in the office and do the admin work. Um, Right, right. And it's like as a business owner, you know exactly what you want to ask somebody when you answer the phone.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: But your new admin, they may not. And so having a script and having a lead intake sheet and making sure that they're catching all those important questions is really critical to setting the estimator up to be successful when he goes out to do the estimate and kind of start that sales process. Um, So that's the goal is to get to the point where you don't have to do everything yourself and you have a clear system or process or script or checklist for each Mm -hmm. area of your business so that someone else can do it successfully.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So Sahiba, if uh, people want to learn more about uh, what you're doing, um, where where do we go?
2: So my website is thefullcirclebusiness.net. And there is a ton of free stuff on there. Um, like I said, I have a blog, I have a video series, I actually have a freebies page <laughs> with mm. a lot of free stuff. Um, and then, you know, if you wanted to have a conversation, you can schedule a discovery call and we can chat. One of the other things that I always tell people, and that's really important to me is that all relationships are a good fit both ways. So, you know, when it comes to, you know b2b business working with somebody when it comes to you know our painting business and employees and you know making sure they're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for them and with customers you know i think every once in a while you get that customer that slips through the cracks that you really should have said no yeah (laughs) that's just you know really really difficult to work with um so i think my goal is it's you know making sure everybody's in a good fit for each other when working together but yeah so there's a ton of good stuff on there um and free stuff. And then like I said, if you want to work through the actual circle, you can see it on my website as well of how you build out. I call it the singular operating system.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
2: the one way you do what you do in your business. And it's based off of, like I said, those key activities and the positions, not the people because people come and go. So you yeah. build it around positions. My office admin, this is the position This is the role. This is what you're responsible for. This is how we're going to measure your success. If she moves on and you hire another guy, he's going to do it the same way. So you keep that consistency throughout the business. And I think where that gets really important, and one of the things that I've realized a little bit more over the last year with working with more clients is production is the biggest key in the circle because Mm -hmm. you spend the most time with your customer. So the phone calls, you know, five, maybe 10 minutes, the estimate and sale, maybe a couple of hours, you know, and a little bit of communication about scheduling. But when your crews show up to do the work, they're the ones spending the bulk of the time with the customer. So having them realize how important they are in that process of, you know, I call it winning the customer and making sure in our industry for painting repeat business is the cheapest and easiest business you can get. You know, so yeah. you want to make sure you win that customer and they're going to call you back every time they need something. Um, so having this really clearly outlined and defined singular operating system and everybody knowing who's responsible for what and that each person's going to own their piece of the pie. So there's not yeah. that, well, he was supposed to do that and he didn't mm-hmm. do it. And so now I'm right, kind right. of stuck behind, you know, a, a rock because, you know, so it builds trust in your team that this is our process and this is where everybody fits in and everybody is really critical um, to the overall success. And then um, like I said, it, it allows you to scale successfully. So you need to hire another crew. You, it's really easy to say, Hey, you're a, you know, a crew leader. This is your role. You're you know, a crew member. This is your role. And so it makes you much easier to scale successfully and without adding additional stress to your business and kind of reach those goals that you set for yourself.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Sahiba, so much for the uh, chat today. I appreciate you. Um, great conversation. You.
2: Always happy to help. <laughs> I said like, it's a funny, but like systems and structure, that's like my happy place. It gets me excited when I get to solve a problem or help somebody make something easier or, you know, yeah. um, repeatable. So if uh, if that's what you're in need of be happy to have a conversation and then see if there's a way I can be of assistance.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Saiba. Thank you. All right. There we have it. So Neil. Uh, You know, she's a uh, legendary, you guys. She's, she's been in the industry for so long. Um, very, very well, very well respected. I've, I've uh, always had a, a, a pleasant and enjoyable experience with her. So, <clears throat> You know, this. Uh, just kind of thinking back to this conversation, um, you might be at the point where you're like, "Gosh, something's got to give." You know, I'm, I, I, I am brute forcing my way through all of this. I do not have time to figure out what, <laughs> what's the next thing. Um, I, I recommend you give give her a call, and uh, and I also recommend a course that. You know, in in those evenings, you know, instead of instead of watching that extra, you know, that eighth and ninth inning of the baseball game, uh, you know, maybe turn on PC overdrive where you're going to get the video content that's going to give you help with some of these systems. Uh, And if you want to watch more of this show, please check it out and go subscribe. Uh, If you're listening, you know, you can subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and all those Um, so thank you for listening today. Uh, great chat, uh, you know, on the show today, um, until next time I'm Torlando and this has been paint ed.
0: Paint ed podcasts are produced by the painting contractors association and is made possible by members and industry partners.